Yeah, the buzzer says in the beginning of the Truma, the buzzer says, V'yichuli Truma. So many of the Mepharshim are bothered. How come the Lashon of Pasuk is V'yichuli Truma? It should have said a Lashon of V'yitnuli Truma. It should have said a Lashon of Nesina. Yisrael, the Rosh was telling Klai Yisrael to give. Why is the Lashon of Yichuli? So the answer that's given, the standard answer that's given, I saw it explained with the, with the, with the following Kneish. The Pasuk says, Kiloi b'maysa yikach hakol, I saw that the Malm asked the question. I believe the question bothered me also. It says, When a person dies, he will not be able to take all his money with him. So the Malm asks, some of, some of his money he will be able to take with him? He says, we all know that there's no pockets in the Tachrichim. Right? They don't have pockets to take things. So what's the Lashen? In his death, he won't take everything. He won't take anything. So the Malm answered, that there is something you take with you to death. Any money that a person gave to Sadaqah, so the schus of the stock he takes with him after 120. So if the Malbim, what's lo He says, but the money that you leave in your pocket so that you can keep up with the Joneses and so you can make us take a vacation like everybody else. So you're covered, your stature should say the same, lo that money doesn't come down with you. Something stays over that knot. Not the money that you left to, to be able to be, to keep your honor in front of other people. That doesn't come down with you to the grave. Only the money that you gave to Stalka. So the, Why so is the, that any different than any other mitzvah? So mm-hmm. the, it's all my, my same type. So that they explain, the yichuli chuma is that you're really taking. That when a person gives Stalka, although it looks like he's, he's giving, he's really taking for himself because that's the one thing he takes with him to his grave, along with all the other my type. I'd like to share with you a beautiful part to answer this question for the Yisbach Moshe. He says a beautiful pshat, and he says like this. The Amos is peculiar, which asks this question. The whole idea of Pasha's Trumba, that Klai Yisrael is being asked by Hashem to give Hashem his gold, their gold and silver, is hard to understand. There's a favorite apostolic, it says, Liha Kesev Liazov. The Rabbi Nisham has all the, all the silver and all the gold in the world. So how are, we, how are we meant to understand that Hashem is, is asking Klai Yisrael to give them their, their kesev and zav? He needs their, their gold. See, so Moshe said something, Mamash, Mamash, Pashib Shad, a beautiful Shad. Rashi tells us in Pashas Pekudai that the Mishkan was called Mishkan from the Lashon Mashkan. Why was the Mishkan a Mashkan? So really, Klai Yisrael, when they served the eagle, Hashem should have killed Klai Yisrael. He should have destroyed Klai Yisrael. But instead, he took a Mashkan for Klai Yisrael. What did he take? He took the base of Migdash. The Rebbe instead of killing Klai Yisrael, killed the Beis Hamikdash. How does that help? You're supposed to kill Klai Yisrael, so you kill the Beis Hamikdash. The Teretz is that since the, the Mishkan was built with Klai Yisrael's guilt, we all know that a person puts their whole life into, into making money. People risk their lives, they give their lives. So a person's ganza nefesh and mahus is in his money. So when he gives his money to build the Mishkan, so the Mishkan was a shtik Klai Yisrael. So because it was a shtik Klai Yisrael, by taking the Mishkan, it was Kilu to Klai Yisrael. So the rest of a Yichuli, you should understand that when you give to the Mishkan, you're, you're taking for yourself your whole schus kiyim. The whole reason why Klai Yisrael was able to exist is because HaKadosh Baruch Hu took the Mishkan in its place. And why was he able to take the Mishkan in its place? Because Klai Yisrael gave their kesev and zav. And therefore the, the Mishkan represented them. It was, it was them. And therefore it was able to be in place of them. And, and, and their existence was dependent on that. On this idea that we mentioned, the first chat we said, that the only thing a person does take to his grave is the stock that he gives. Bihal Galinsky said over from the Ben Ishchaya, Moshal, says that there was a Rebbe teaching his kids, and he said to him that if you have 10 birds on a roof, 
when you shoot one of the birds, how many birds are you left with? So the, the kid said, one. So the father says, no, you didn't hear the question. I said, if you have ten birds on a roof, and you shoot one of them, how many are you left with? So the kid said, one. So the father finally said, okay, here. You have ten, ten birds on a roof, right? You shoot one of them, how many do you have left, right? So the kid says, one. So he says, what are you talking about, one? He says, because when you shot one, the other nine flew away. The only one you were left with is the one that you shot. So the Ben Shchai says, yeah? It's called Zuzin, money is Zuz. Either in this world, or when you go to the next world, that money is not here anymore. The money that you have left is the one you took care of when you gave to Stuck in your lifetime. That's what you take to the next world. Fine. I wanted to, to, to mention a, a, a different idea over here. The Oren, when it was built, it was two and a half by one and a half by one and a half. So the Baal already are even on the fact that all of its measurements were halves. All of its measurements were halves. So it's not a mikra, there has to be something to it. What is the message behind why all the measurements of the Oren were halves? So I'd like to share with you first the Gain's chat and then maybe my own idea. The Gain says the following idea. He's not coming to answer this question, but he brings a Pasuk in Navi, and I heard from a, a big, very Choshva Mashkiach, this Gain. Pasuk says, Iveles Adam Tesalef Darkai. A person's foolishness causes him to get messed up on the road. While Hashem Yizavdiba, he screams at Hashem, right? Says the Gain. The Pasuk is referring to people that are pushing very, very hard in their Avedis Hashem. Torah, mitzvahs, whatever it is, and it's not going. And they want to understand. It says, And they're waiting for Hashem to kick in and to help them. And they have tightness on Hashem. Why aren't you helping me? Says the going, It's your foolishness that's causing you to be messed up. Why is that the going? He says, because you're jumping. You're trying to do something that you're not holding by. You're jumping to a madriga that you're not holding b'chal by. And if you had the Yishavadas, you would have thought about it and you wouldn't have tried to take it on. While Hashem but you're screaming to Hashem, why, are, why is He helping you? And you don't realize that you're taking something you're not holding by. You're, you're, you're p- p- pulling off more than you could chew. So it's your foolishness. Don't complain to Hashem for not getting there. person has to know in life you have to take things by Madrego. So I saw that one of the Musa wants to say that the Torah, when the, the, the Aaron, which represents Torah, tells you that the Avodah of Hashem in Torah has to be in increments. You have to do it in increments. You can't do more than you're holding by. Don't try to take on more than you're holding by. This is the part that I saw. But I'd like to share with you a, a similar insight, but I think important. I had a story, I don't recall if I mentioned it before. I had a story that I had a Tama. And the Tama came to, my, came to me once, and he, told, he was Mamash in tears. So I said, why are you so upset? So he said, I came home, and I had decided that I'm keeping my tzitzah. New decision, I'm going to start wearing my tzitzah. So he says, I came home with my tzitzah, and my mother said, a bachar that has a tzitzah's house can't have a smartphone. And he said, I'm not giving up my smartphone. So this is very, my mother's calling me out on this. She's saying, I can't put my tzitzah out if I have a smartphone. So everybody say, I, 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 we, we called up with the mother, and we told her that she's wrong. She's wrong. She's absolutely wrong. Because in Avedis Hashem, there's something called halves. There's something called halves. Which means to say, there's a Muslim of a person not being ready in every area of Avedis Hashem. He can't be perfect. He can't take on to be the perfect yeshiva bacha. He's not ready to be in Gantz and So he shouldn't do halves? He shouldn't take something? He shouldn't take what he's holding by? The people in life that wait to have holes never get anywhere in life. You have to, you have to take, you work in stages. The Torah is nicknames with Chatzoyim. 
Derechagav, a year later, he got rid of his smartphone. One year later, he already got rid of his smartphone. In steps, in shlavim, in shlavim, in steps. That's the message. The Aron was created in halves to understand that the Havoidah, the way we serve our Kodesh was in halves. We take, like the Gaim saying, don't try to jump steps, you'll never get there. Had, had the mother enforced the, the, the smartphone, we would have had not the smartphone and not the tzitzit. nothing, nothing. He wasn't holding by it. And slowly, he took it half by half, and now he's Baruch Hashem. He's a, an emissary, an emissary of Entair. That's the message behind the halves. Yeah. The, the, um, it's, it's around now is the, is the art site of uh, Yaakov Alinsky. I don't know exactly if it's today, tomorrow, or what it is. So I want to mention two Mahalchem and something that he says. We all know we were taught that the, uh, the Kruvim were facing each other when Klaiso was doing Yudzayin Shamakam. When Klaiso was not doing Yudzayin Shamakam, so they faced the other direction, towards the walls. So the problem that the Rimagash already asked, one of the Rishayim asked the Kasha, is that the Gemara in Yuma says that when the Goyim entered the Heichel to destroy the Beis Amikdash, so they saw that the Kruvim and Urim Zabazah, they were facing each other. So there's no greater time of Ein Oisim Yudzayin Shamakam than the Chorban Bayis. So why were they facing each other at that period of time? That is the question that the Mishayim asked. So he said, Tumahalchem, and I'd like to tell you them, I think both of them have what to be gained. His first shot is a little bit of a chat, but he says that the Rashbam writes in Baba Basra that when they created the Kruvim, the natural configuration was that they were fitting, they were facing each other. Because obviously they wanted the Shechina to be Shaira. The Shechina is going to be Shaira only if they're doing it with Sayyidina So when they made it, they were, they were faced each other. He says the concept that when they did Averis and they weren't doing Sayyidina Shalmakam, they turned away, says the Rashbam, that was an ace. That was, a, that was the miracle. The miracle was that they turned in the other direction. So Yaakov says, how exactly did they ever know that the, 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 the Kruvim were faced the other way? So he says, I guess that the Kayin Gada went in Yom Kippur. And he looked and he saw that the crew were faced the other way around. And can you imagine he came out and he told the Tzibur, you have no idea, the Rabbani Shalom's angry with Klai Yisrael. Look, we're not doing it with Sayyidina Can you imagine a bigger Musa Shmuz to tell the Tzibur that I saw a nace. The crew were supposed to be like this, and now they're faced the other direction. Hashem is angry. The Kaingada walked out of the Kaish Gadashim. Can you imagine his iris of tshuva that came out of that? He says, probably halfway through Yom Kippur, you couldn't imagine the tshuva. Then the Kayin went back in again. He would check it. It's still that way. Come, when he did the sar, after he did the power, he come. Vaita tshuva, vaita tshuva. And this created a big matzah of tshuva. Says Rebbe Galinsky, it was a matzah of Hester Panim. He says, in a matzah of Hester Panim, the Rebbe is not giving the service for tshuva. The Rebbe is not giving you wake-up calls. Hashem's saying, I'm being misalik. I'm not going to give you that, the love of the wake-up call. So he says, Bizman the Luchos went back to their original state. The, the, the luchos are naturally are naturally together. So the luchos were the regular way they were. The nace of them turning around didn't happen because that nace was a wake-up call. Klai Yisrael at that point didn't deserve the chibi yisera. They didn't deserve that love of HaKadosh Baruch Hu to give them the wake-up call. So it went back to its natural state. The Gemara that says it's Talion B'Tzayinu Shemakim and Eretz is when Klai Yisrael is being feared with the Ashkacha Pratis of Gilu Yipanim and Hashem is, is, is interested in giving them the wake-up calls. He gives it a mashal that says when the snake got cursed, so he, he, he eats Adama. So the Lord says it's the best present. Wherever you go is Adama. So the Lord name, because when you give dirt, the Hashem says, I don't want to hear from you. I don't want to have anything to do with you. I'm a salak myself from you. So Klai Yisro says to Panam, Hashem says, I'm not giving you wake-up calls. That's his first mahalach, which I think is a fascinating idea. But the second mahalach he says over is from Narizal. I'd like to share this with you because I think, I think it has a, a big message. 
he says over that Abimakdum with a Maisa, he doesn't say this Maisa, but I read this Maisa. It was a Yid in Yerushalayim, his name was Rabbi Tzainbert. He was a holy, holy Yid. I saw him. He looked like a person that was from a different generation. So they say over a story that right after the elections, I think it was when it was Clinton and Trump, so he, the next day he asked someone, so who won? So who won? So like, if it is kind of person, it was an extremely unusual question, like why is he interested, who won? So he they asked him, why are you interested? So he says, because when I wake up in the morning, he says, I make a bracha. I make a bracha, shalei asani goy. He says, the most powerful guy in the world, at least at that time, superpower, was, was the President of the United, United States of America. He says, I want to know, when I say shalei asani goy, who I'm having in mind, even that person, shalei asani goy. Yeah. I want to know that when I say shalei asani goy, I mean even him or her. He wanted to say like this. The Darbizal says that in the Hanami, there's a massive of Klai Yisrael doing in Yisrael Yisrael Shalmakai. Over the Klai Yisrael in their lowest madrega is still infinitely better than a guy. So who saw that the Kruvim were, were, were faced to each other? The Goyim saw Klai Yisrael because a Yid Klape a Goy is always Yisrael Yisrael Shalmakai. Even a Yid's Ein Yisrael Yisrael Shalmakai in reference to a guy, is an Oysim Ritzayin Shabakam. The Goyim saw Oysim Ritzayin Shabakam because relative, relative to them, Klai Yisrael applies always an Oysim Ritzayin Shabakam. Just one of Oysim, the Gemara says in Sanhedrin, that the more you talk, the more problems you have. The Rai is, it says, that the Oran was Amasayim Vachetzi Arkai. The way Rashi learns, it says, if you take the word Amasayim, and you take away the Aleph, it's Masayim, it will be 200. By adding the Aleph, so it went down from 200 to 2. So we see, instead of being Mosayim, it's Amosayim. Mishnah says in Ovis, a person should be Marbe, when, when you have witnesses and you're a Dayan, you should check them out a lot. Ask them lots and lots and lots of questions. Morris says in Sanhedrin that somebody got killed underneath a date tree and he asked them what color were the dates, were the dates and how thick were the stems. This is this mission. Says Rabbi Yenna, why? Why should you ask lots of questions? Says Rabbi Yenna, ki bizet tegale hasoid, ki beroi dvorim loyechta pesha. Says Rabbi Yenna, if you ever want to get a secret out of somebody, get them to talk a lot. Ki beroi dvorim loyechta pesha. The pasuk in Mishlei. The more a person talks, he's going to stumble. So the truth's going to come out. So whether you're asking a question in Shadokim, you're asking a question about a guy for a, a candidate for a job. The key is to ask them questions. Because the more questions, the more a person talks, eventually the secrets will come out, and if there are any chisreinus, you'll hear it. But it goes all the way around. A person has to understand that the more you talk, the more you make mistakes in life. And this is the grass as a hero, a person has to understand that the more you talk, the more you lose out. I saw from the Sefer Rashbats, he brings, he quotes Yerushalmi, we all know that, that Shmuel HaNavi died at 52. Very unusual, early death. Why did Shmuel HaNavi die at 52? So he brings Yerushalmi. Yerushalmi says that his mother was davening to Hashem and she said that when my child's born, I'm going to bring him to the Beis HaMikdash. And she said, And she added three words. She said, Says Yerushalmi, if she would have left before that, he would have lived till much longer. But she added the words, Oilam means the Oilam of a Levi, because he was a Levi. A Levi works till 50. He was two at the time. So because his mother added the words, Yosha Shamad Oilam, he only lived to 52. So he's up to Yerushalmi. 
Even in Tefillah, a person has to be careful. A person has to understand over here that the more a person talks, the more likely he is to, to, to stumble, to make a virus. A person has to be zor in how much and what he says.